I pray your hearts are open and you're ready to receive the Word of God this morning. We're going to do something different, something I've never done before and never felt led to do before, which is we're actually going to listen to an old message. And that doesn't mean it's not relevant or fresh for what God wants to say today. I really felt led to do this. I was stirred uh, potentially to do this across the Christmas period, but I really felt led this week that um, I wasn't going to preach a a new message, but I was going to preach an old message. Now, the great thing is, I know as a preacher, people don't retain a lot. (laughs) They don't remember a lot about what was preached a month ago or two months ago. That's just the nature of the way that we consume information. But also, I know that God's word is God's word, wherever it is. We we study a word, a Bible, the word of God, where there are letters written 2,000 years ago, and they are the living word of God. There are books written a few thousand more years before that, and they're still containing God's promises and God's truth. And so a message that's almost a year old, I believe, can still be relevant for today. But I know it is. I know that God wants to speak what's in this message. This is a sermon that I preached on our second week in lockdown. Second week. And strangely, back then, we were in a similar position to the one we find ourselves in now. We know a lot more now. We've lived through this uh, for about 10 months. But I really believe what I've preached in this message is relevant for us today. So I really ask you, don't switch off just because some of it might be familiar, or maybe not. Don't switch off just because it's a message from 10 months ago. I believe God wants to speak to you today. So open your heart and be ready to receive this message about Jesus, who is the anchor for your soul. How are you doing? How are you doing? Really deeply, how are you doing? How are you getting on? How are you coping? Uh, of course, if we were in church, I could see your faces. Um, I could see any nods or looks on your face. You could respond and clearly I can't see you. I don't know what your face is saying about how you're doing right now. But I do think about that. I do think about you. I do think about you all. And if your experience is anything like mine, then the answer to the question, how are you doing? probably changes day by day, maybe even hour by hour. So much has changed in in a very short space of time. Uh, Where you work has changed. The way that you work has changed. Your daily routine has probably changed and your priorities have definitely changed. Your diary has changed. My diary used to be full up with stuff. And I look at it now and it's just like space. uh, Looking for things to fill it. Who you see has changed. And when you see them and how you see them has changed. The volume of WhatsApp messages or texts or voice calls or video calls and all those mediums of communication has changed. If it's anything like my life. The hours that the shops that we're used to visiting are open has changed and some aren't even open at all. And when you visit those shops, what you find inside them, the look has changed. The news updates that we all listen to change moment by moment. And with so much changing around us, it can be hard to feel like anything's stable. It's not just that things are changing it's that things are changeable 
No one can tell you yet what the end looks like. You know, most major impacts that happen to any country, let alone the whole world, you know, things like tornadoes, earthquakes, tsunamis, we know how they work. Dreadful things happen and then things settle down, recovery starts, reconstruction begins. They're predictable, but what we're all going through right now is unprecedented. That's the word that everyone uses. And so we don't know. This is new for everyone. There isn't an expert around who says, yeah, I've been here before, here's what happens. We don't even know when this will end and what even the end looks like. When do we know we're through the worst of it and things are getting better? There is so much unknown. And I feel like we're bracing ourselves for what might happen next as well. For those who have visited Sizewell, I think about the sea at Sizewell, and if you've ever been in the sea at Sizewell, it is quite strong. The waves are quite strong and quite fierce. And as you stand in the water at Sizewell, with your back to the sea, waiting for the next wave, you brace yourself, waiting for it. And with everything in you, you're trying to put your feet firmly on the, on the, 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 the stones underneath your feet, with the water around you, and you're bracing for the next wave, and you, you know you're gonna try and hold yourself, but you know quite probably the next wave is gonna push you a little bit off your feet, maybe even destabilize you. And it's a question, do you swim with the waves, or do you brace yourself on the seashore? Many people know a very familiar verse from the prophet Jeremiah. Not many people know the whole of the book of Jeremiah, but many people will recite the famous verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, that says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and to give you a future and a hope. Now, as much as many people know that verse and what it says and cling to it, very few people actually know the context of that verse. This has been a time when the, the children of Israel, which were uh, been made into this great nation, had been taken into captivity. They were been overthrown by greater powers and they were dragged off as slaves, captive in another land. And different prophets were prophesying different things. And many prophets were saying, hang in there, this is almost over. God's about to rescue us. We're just about to be saved. This will all be over soon. But Jeremiah came along and said, don't listen to them. Jeremiah came along and said, that's not what's going on here. He said to them, settle down. This is going to be home for them for the next 70 years. This is what it's going to be like. But don't worry. God says he knows he has the plans for you. He has the plans for a future and a hope. And if I'm going to speak to you truthfully, I've got to say, despite all of the, un, you know, the, the changeable stuff around us, the things that are not staying the same, the things that may change, I also think there are greater challenges yet to come. That we are in the moment, at the beginning of a season, of a time around the world, which is producing change and hardship and challenges. We are only at the beginning of that. And so when everything around us is changing, when everything around us is changeable, and when everything around us we think may well get harder and tougher and bigger challenges lay ahead, we need something stable. 
something dependable, something that we can anchor to. That's what I spoke about for the last two weeks, about anchor scriptures. Two weeks ago, I spoke about 2 Timothy 1.7.4. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of self-discipline. And I said, anchor yourself to that scripture. Hold it true. Remember it. Tell it to yourself. God has not given you a spirit of fear. We need anchors. Last week, I'd said uh, from Philippians 4, and particularly verse 6, where I said, don't be anxious about anything, but don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. I spoke about being persistent in our praise, persistent in our prayer, and seeing that persistent protection of God who says the God of peace will guard your heart and mind. But this week, I want to speak to you about more than just a, a, a scripture that you can anchor to. But I want to speak about the anchor for our souls. I want to speak about the anchor for our souls, the very person who we can anchor ourselves to, the person of Jesus Christ, the anchor for our souls. If you have a Bible, I would recommend that you open your Bible to the book of Hebrews. We're going to listen to the book of Hebrews from Hebrews chapter 6. Verses 13 to 20. So I've asked Vivian if she would read this to us. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13 to 20. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 13 to 20. The certainty of God's promise. When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. Men swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus who went before us has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. This passage is telling us something about the nature of God, about the work of his son, Jesus Christ, through the promises given to Abraham. And God made promises to Abraham. He made promises to bless him, to make him a great nation, to give him many descendants. But like you and I, Abraham, despite that promise, faced setbacks, faced challenges, faced long delays, long waiting for answer to prayer. And he had plenty of reasons to give up, plenty of reasons to lose hope, plenty of reasons to look and go, is this really going to happen? Is God really going to be true to his word? Now, we have the benefit of hindsight. We can look back at that story, not our story, but the story of Moses, and we can see that God fulfilled his promises 
But the writer of the book of Hebrews tells us that God is faithful, that he's always true to his promises. And that even though we've got hindsight, he gives us things to tell us why Abraham could rely upon God, not just because it actually happened, but because God is faithful. And in our times of great change and instability, I want you to see in this passage here three things that we can anchor to, three things that are solid, that are dependable, that are stable, that are an anchor for our soul. The first thing I want you to see in verse 17 is that we are anchored to his unchangeable purpose. Verse 17 says, because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear. In the midst of everything changing around us, even as we meet like this in a different way, how, how your work changes, how your home life changes, how what you're buying from the shops changes, in the midst of everything that's changing around us, God's purposes are unchangeable. It would be easy to think that God has changed his plan now, but he is the same yesterday, today and forever. And the nature of his purposes are unchanging as well. And it says in here in Hebrews that the unchanging nature of his purpose is very clear. It's always been clear. He still wants a relationship with you. He still wants to draw close to you. He still wants to surround you. He still wants intimacy with you. He still wants you to reach out to others. You and me to reach out to the world around us. He still wants to seek and save the lost. His purposes have not changed, even though our circumstances have. They are an anchor for our soul. He still wants to be glorified in your life. These are the things that have not changed about God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so whilst you might feel like everything's changing around you, his purposes, his plans have not changed. He's not thrown by this. And so what he wants to do in your life has not changed. The way he does it might be different. But what has stayed the same is he still wants to connect with you daily, moment by moment. He wants his presence surrounding you moment by moment. He wants you to dig into his word and see the truth of his promises. He wants you to connect with him in prayer and in fellowship with him. He wants you to worship him. It's not changed. And he still wants you to reach out. It was only a few weeks ago we were doing Mission Possible, talking about the gospel. And if nobody tells them how will they hear, that mission is still here. Even though we're stuck in our homes, even though our opportunity to go out has, has limited dramatically, he still has the purpose and plan to save people. Do you know that? Even in this season while we're in isolation, he wants to save people. He wants to use you and me to reach out to the lost and see them saved. He wants messages of hope going out. He wants messages of Jesus' truth and salvation. As you connect on social media and any other way you do with your friends in church and outside of church, in your workplace, in other places, let your light shine. His purposes have not changed. He's not been derailed from his plan to give the gospel opportunity to as many people as possible because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear. The second thing we can anchor to 
anchored to his unchanging purpose. The second thing, anchored to the great encouragement. Look at verse 18, it says this, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We who have left our old lives, you and me left our old lives behind and we have entered into a relationship with Jesus. He wants us to be greatly encouraged. He wants you to be greatly encouraged. There's great encouragement in this anchor for our souls. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That is his promise, his promise which is unbreakable, which he cannot lie. He is for you not against you. His plans are for you. These are the great encouragement, the great encouragement that says all things, all things, even this circumstance work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. The great encouragement is he is dependable. He is a solid rock on which we can stand. He's all powerful. There is no virus or economic turmoil which is beyond his hand. He is all-powerful and he's not flapping. He's not panicking right now. He's not challenged or struggling. He is sovereign. This is our great encouragement. We are anchored to this great encouragement. I want to tell you, in moments when you get down and I get down and it gets overwhelming, and we question the future or what's happening even now. Dig into this great encouragement. He is the anchor for our soul. He is for you, not against you. He is on your side. He's surrounding you. Whether you right now are sitting by yourself in a place with no one else around you, he's with you. Whether you're with your family who love the Lord, he wants to make his presence known. Whether you're with other people at home who don't know Jesus yet, he wants to make his presence known. He is for you not against you. We're anchored to his unchanging purpose. We're anchored to the great encouragement and we're anchored to the hope of heaven. Have a look with me at verse 19 that says, we have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. We have the hope of heaven, not, not just the hope of heaven one day, not just that hope. And there is a hope that one day we will be in glory. We will not have a lost eternity. We will have a thrilling eternal life with Jesus in heaven. But not just that hope of heaven to come, but our hope that the one who sits in heaven right now at the right hand of the Father, Jesus our Saviour, he is the anchor for our soul. He is firm and secure. Think about this, this, this example of an anchor. When, when the writer to the, to the church in, in the book of Hebrews used the word anchor, they were familiar with boats. And just think about an anchor this thing that's dropped down from a boat to give it a firm foundation, to keep it steady, you don't actually hold on to the anchor. <laughs> the anchor is down in the ground, anchored to the ground. The chain that connects it is what you hold on to. And I want you to see this here, that he is the anchor, but we're not holding the anchor, we're holding the chain. He is already in heaven. He has gone, what says, behind the curtain. 
That curtain is his example of the, the tabernacle. There was a curtain that was, was drawn between people and the Holy of Holies, the very presence of God. And this scripture in Hebrews tell us that he's entered the inner sanctuary, the Holy of Holies, the place where God's presence is. He's gone behind the curtain. He's already there in heaven and we're anchored to him. We're holding on to him. He has already gone there. He's gone and made a way. He has made a way for us. He has defeated death. He's taken the sting out of death. He's risen again. He's paid the price for our future inheritance in heaven, in glory with God. He has done that. He has entered on our behalf. He has paid that price for us. And he is the hope of heaven that we are anchored to. There isn't a thing, a thing that can separate you from his love. There isn't anyone who can pluck you out of the Father's hand. Your salvation is held secure and he is in heaven right now at the right hand of the Father, pleading, petitioning, praying for you, speaking about you, telling the Father how great you are and how much he loves you and how he's paid the price for everything we've done. He is that anchor for our soul. So he is the hope of heaven. We are anchored to an unchanging purpose. God's purposes have not changed. We are anchored to a great encouragement. He is for you, not against you. And we are anchored to the hope of heaven. Jesus himself who has gone before us and made a way. You know, during this season, I, I've been asking myself for a good couple of weeks now, what, what is my greatest calling? What I mean is, in the midst of all that's going on and all the different demands upon my time and the things that need to be doing, what is the thing that I should be making most important? God, why have you put me here? What is my role? What, what's the purpose of my leading the church at this time? And I felt God saying this, it's to support you to get through this storm. That's the, that's the greatest calling. That's the number one purpose. And, and that's why we're doing this now. That's why we're doing church. That's why we haven't just stopped meeting. It's not for the sake of tradition. It's because you and I need it. We need it. We need to support each other to get through this storm. That's why we have church on a Sunday morning. We gather like this. We worship together, even though we're in our own homes. We meet during the week. We connect because I want to help you and I want us to help each other get through this. We need each other. God has put us into a body. God has put us into a body to hold each other. And let me tell you, I need you. Some people this week have gone to great effort to text me and encourage me. And let me tell you, it's thrilled my heart and it's lifted me and been so encouraged. And I've tried to do the same. I've tried to contact some people that I could this week and speak to them. And you've been doing that as well. You've been connecting. We need each other. And so let me say, don't forsake meeting together in these times, in other opportunities, in times when we can gather virtually, over the phone, over technology, via video, whichever way possible, connect. We are going to need each other. I said to you earlier about Jeremiah. And Jeremiah was in a place where lots of people were saying, it's going to blow over. We'll be out of here soon. God's going to protect us. He's going to save us. And Jeremiah knew God was faithful. He didn't doubt God's faithfulness. He didn't doubt God's power or his strength or his love for his people. But he came along and said, no, it's not going to be over quickly. We're going to be here for 70 years. 
That was the prophetic word that Jeremiah had. And I don't know how long we're going to be here, but I genuinely don't believe that this is going to be over tomorrow. And so my heart for you and for our church is to prepare us, to anchor us, to make sure we're anchored to the truth of God's word, to make sure we're connected to each other, to make sure that we stand together and and move as one church and support each other through what I think is going to be weeks and months and maybe years of challenge ahead of us. That's my love for you. That's my love for this church. And let me say as well, as, as sensitively as I can, but with as much honesty as I can, death is going to become a closer reality for each and every one of us. It's not me being negative. That's the pandemic we're living in right now. It's hard to get firm statistics because we are actually still in the very early days of this. But the data... The science is telling us, looking at what's happened so far, that out of every 500 people, on average, between 2 and 20 people will lose their life due to coronavirus. Now, I had a look on Facebook the other day. I have 558 friends on Facebook. Now, let's be real. They're not all my closest friends, but they're people I know. 558. The statistics and the data tells me that I'm going to lose people. Someone I know, maybe more than one, maybe between two and 20 people that I know will lose their life, will no longer be a friend of mine. It's it's a sad reality that there's statistically a good chance that people in our church may go to glory in the coming year due to coronavirus. Right now, as I preach this message on the Saturday before the day you hear this, my aunt is in hospital with coronavirus on a ventilator in a critical condition. I don't know if she'll make it or not. This is a reality. And so as we face the prospect of going through loss and grief, we're going to need each other. If, like me, you have been through loss and grief, you know how important it is for friends and people to stand with you and support you and love you. And that is going to be even tougher as we cannot be together. And so we're going to need each other. We're going to need church. But beyond that, we're going to need an anchor for our souls. We're going to need a hope from heaven to stand securely upon, to hold on to, when everything is shaking around us. We may even face death ourselves. You know, when I preach at church, I can look around the room. I can see who's in the room. I can see who's with us that morning. I can spot if there are new faces or people I don't know. I can even look and go, I know you know Jesus, and I'm not sure where you're at with the Lord right now. Right now... As I speak this message, I don't know who's watching right now. Who's watching? I don't know who will watch in the future. I have no way of knowing that. But let me say, if you are listening to this message and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, if you haven't called him your own and dedicated your life to him, that can change this very day. 
That can change this very day. You can know the hope of heaven whilst everything is changing around us. You can hold on to the anchor for our souls. The Bible tells us so many good truths about this. It says that all of us have sinned. All of us have sinned. We've all done wrong and we've all fallen short of God's glory. And it tells us that our sin has separated us from God, not just now, but eternally. If we die in our sin, we will suffer that death forever apart from God. But the Bible also tells us that whoever, 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 you, whoever, me, whoever, calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus has been raised from the dead, you will be saved. And so I want to say to anybody that's listening to this that doesn't know Jesus, that can change right now. You can know the hope of heaven. You don't have to face the uncertainty ahead of us and maybe even death and wonder where will I go, what will it be about? You can know Jesus, and not only for the future to come, but to stand with you in his presence to surround you in these coming days, and know the anchor for your soul. If you want to know more, if you want to step into that relationship with Jesus, I would commend you to listen to what I'm going to pray. Pray it in your heart, and say amen with every fibre of your being, and accept Jesus into your life. Let me pray for you. Lord, I pray, just like someone who doesn't know you, Lord, I pray that a prayer of confession, Lord, that I am a sinner, that I have sinned, that I've done wrong, that I've separated myself from you. And my sin has been an offence to you. And Lord, I've done wrong in your sight. And I confess that. I don't claim to be perfect. I don't claim to have done it all right. Lord, I've made mistakes, many. But Jesus, I believe that you forgive and I believe you are the Son of God. And I believe you rose from the dead victorious. You took my sins upon the cross and you paid the price for me. I believe in you, Jesus. And I invite you into my life. Come have your way in me. Come take residence in my life. Help steer my every day and my every thought and my every action. Lord Jesus, have me. May my life be dedicated to you. And Lord Jesus, may I know your presence. May I know your comfort. May I know the anchor for my soul. Jesus, I invite you into my life. In the name of Jesus, I pray this. Amen. If you said amen to that prayer sincerely in your heart for the first time, you are in God's hand. He loves you. And I encourage you, connect with others who may be on this Facebook Live right now. Join into the conversation on the church. Get in touch with me. We want to support you. This is a season where those who know Jesus need to cling to him and those who don't know him need to run to him. Well, we're going to listen to a song that I think speaks uh, straight into the message we've just heard. And I want you to use that time to just, just know the presence of God around you. Know he is the anchor for your soul. Know that he is greater than it all.